0: Hi there, it's T-Rific, T-Loving Tyler, welcoming you back to another episode of Cosmic Crit. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. This season I am playing drone mechanic Nikithi, a crazy alien of the Osharan race, which are giant slug-like people, and I personally love them. And if you love them too, why don't you go over to Twitter and give their creator a shout-out. Lunala Pelazar, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, at Maho Sloth, M-A-H-O-U-S-L-O-T-H. She created um, a bunch of other The Playable Races in the Alien Archive and Alien Archive 2. And thank you, because they're pretty darn awesome. And it's one of the reasons why Cosmic Crit gets to be so great is because we have such great creators to play off their content. I'm here to tell you that each month on the podcast, we like to challenge our fans, the Critter Manderers, into making some cool additions to the Starfinder universe in the form of fan submission challenges you've maybe if you haven't been around if you're new you might not have seen these but we do run these every month um march's challenge is almost over but you still have some time to submit uh we are asking for additions to the official paizo critical hit deck to spice up our game and everybody else's as we always make the we make the critical hit deck just like the critical fail deck we make it available to everyone so if you submit our favorite critical hit you'll win a prize. And the rules are in the link in this episode descriptor, um, or you can find it at our website at cosmiccrit.com. There's also an example so that you can see the correct kind of format we want to use that kind of mimics the official critical hit cards. Now, if you've been around the podcast for the last 76 episodes or so, then you know we are trying to build a community of gamers and writers and artists, sci-fi fantasy fans, um, pretty much anybody who wants to be a part of the tabletop RPG community and all the ancillary aspects of that. So part of this is uh this ongoing mission led us to start our Patreon campaign. If you want to help us produce more bonus episodes, blooper reels, live streams, other fun behind-the-scenes content and whatnot, then there's no better time uh, to join up. And it's just uh $2, $5, $10, whatever it is, we greatly, greatly appreciate it because it helps us keep making this content, and we love making this content for, for you folks. But that's all I have for this week's intro. So stay tuned next month. We have some really great announcements coming out for CritterCon 2 and the future. Uh, 2019 is going to be insane for both Cosmic Crit and all the Critter Renderers. You don't want to miss out on one of these episodes. You don't want to miss out on on any of our special events. So join the Discord and get involved in in the community. Um, Enjoy this week's episode, number 77, entitled, Mist
1: of Fury. Episode
2: commencing in. Three, two, one, episode initiated.
3: Tonight, tonight, we take to smashing this podcast's rocking records with lucky episode number 77. Because emptiness is loneliness, and loneliness is crittiness, and crittiness is godliness, and all the gods are GMs, just like me. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM. Welcome you back to Critting Pumpkins. Joining oh. me in shaking these zipper blues are a collection of live wires and disenfranchised Generation X youth from Heartland, USA. Join me in welcoming my five friends and your bullfleem fakers from Enchanted Kingdoms. To my right, save your criticals for when you're really gonna need them. It's Tyler playing the I'll never get a critical, but it's nice to be here. <laughs> to who is right, the days are much too bright, so her darkness spells aren't the only thing cast at night. It's Rebecca rocking Talar. Hello. Across the digital table, despite all his rage, he is still just a bear in a cage. It's Miles <laughs> with a whim. <laughs> Good evening. To his right, the world is a vampire sent to dre yane your constitution store. It's your burp. Bringing bum puzzle. Hey, bud.
2: And to my left,
3: their end is the beginning of their ends, but the beginning isn't the end of their beginning. It's Drew running with Kaz.
2: I know I'm not playing a rat anymore, but you don't want to give me that pun that I could make.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> no longer it's okay. How are you
2: yeah, doing, you're... everyone?
3: Good. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. You know what time it is. What happened last time on Cosmic Craigs? On arriving in the Nakonda system, the crew drops out of Drift Space to find two short-range Aslante drones.
4: The crew had a contentious two-week journey with Wynn getting a kick to the face for sniffing Talara and Bumfuzzle breaking stuff, much to Nikithi's chagrin.
5: Wynn comfortably sits in the captain's chair, encouraging his crew to successfully attack the Aslante drones.
2: Kaz fits naturally into the gunner's seat, critically damaging the enemy's power core with his first shot. A
0: few shots later, two drones are down and our ship was minimally damaged. We set off victorious
3: to land on Nacondas. Right! That was last time. So when we left off, uh, yeah, Captain Wynn of the Hexen Way trying to make contact with the colony down below on the planet's surface. Miles, you spoke in your <laughs> uplifted bear's actual
5: voice last time when we left I, off. I, I did indeed, because uh, unfortunately, Wynn's psychic abilities are only, or telekinetic abilities, telepathic abilities, are... Yeah. Only thirty feet, and don't don't really <laughs> communicate well over communications. Right? Well, can't reach even from the planet's surface. <laughs> I didn't
3: even think about that. Like before we started, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, of course you can't psychically communicate uh, via via uh, planetary comms or what have you." Um, yeah, so we had to we had to hear a bear barking commands down planet side. <laughs> <Roar>! um, <clears throat> was that the first time that the rest of the crew had heard Wind's actual voice, and not the the psychic kind of? voice that you put on? Oh, boy. What what do you guys think about that?
0: I mean, it makes sense, I think. It checks out. I think if (laughs) he had opened his mouth and was like, My name is is Wynne, and I am a bear. Then I I think we would all be taken aback a little bit more. Do you have any honey? Oh, bother! Oh, bother! (laughs) Oh, Christopher Robin! (laughs) I could just really use some honey.
3: Mm, yeah, no, I would not allow that for sure. <clears throat> um, so, uh, Miles, wind did send down a number of communications across broadband transmissions. It seems like something in or below the surface's atmosphere is causing some distortion, and either your signals don't seem to be getting through or there's nothing there to receive your calls. You guys get some pings back on your communications that you're sending down. Why does anyone with a computers or an engineering skills uh, give me a check? See what you get. See what, see what I can tell you. All right. Alrighty. Well, I will save my dice. Oh, is it going to be another one of these campaigns? Uh, <laughs> jab- <laughs> you destroying every single skills check. <laughs> I, well, no, um a uh, pump fuzzle is an expert gadgeteer which means mm. you get like a ton of bonuses to engineering right right yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> so I imagine uh the little goblins got on like a big set of uh, uh ear cuffs you know like a, a big head uh, phone set over his ears and it's like uh huh uh huh <laughs> listening into the, the data coming back mm-hmm. uh you rolled what is it you rolled that was a uh, 29 Okay, geez, Luis. Um, This is DC-19, and you're looking over this data. It seems like there is uh, some kind of mechanical interference in the form of a modulated static field disrupting communications. And it's somewhere within a few hundred miles of where you think the colony of Maedalon's Landing uh, should be. Mm -hmm. So a signal jamming device of some sort. But if you had to guess, it's at the very least, a level four signal jammer, which is very high tech or something beyond that, something beyond packed technology, because you've never seen a signal jam over such a wide area. It looks like it's covering over hundred square miles. Hmm, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would uh, relay that back to my team. Mm-hmm. Looks like looks like there's some shenanigans happening down here, planet side. <clears throat> um, I, I guess do, does anybody have anything to say to that, or or Captain Wynn, Do you have any any advice for the crew? Um,
5: so so uh, basically, there's just a, a a hundred yard like just <laughs> dead no. zone, mile. A hundred, a hundred mile dead zone. Uh, yes,
3: uh, a signal jammer. It's stopping communications ostensibly from getting in or getting out.
0: Is mm-hmm. is there any way to pinpoint can we pinpoint
3: where the signal is? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask is? as well. I mean, it would have to be somewhere within that area, but that is a huge, huge. blanket of, of area. Yeah, I mean presumably it would be in the center. That's what yeah, I agree. You but are we, we might not be able to like visualize the actual The thing on a map. No, if if you were to bring the ship into the Atmo um, and get closer, you are pretty sure that the Phoenix's respite uh, on closer inspection. The ship's sensors could get a better feel for what's going on on the planet's surface. That would um, not be blocked by a signal jammer. Um,
5: The the ship's sensors
3: could at the very least give you some data of what's what's down
5: below. Well, let's do that then. Uh, let's have Bub Fuzzle take us down close to the planet so that we can get a better reading.
3: So doing that, yeah, the the respite pierces the stratosphere, makes a long burn through very thick atmo, and you're able to make a another sensor sweep over this area that you that you'd hope to land nearby uh, to the colony somewhere within that 100 mile kind of radius. And you see uh, physically beneath you, as you're looking out the windows maybe, uh, thousands of uh, feet of fog cover forests in this area. It looks like the planet is covered in just moss and cotton balls from this high height. But your sensors are able to get some readings back to you. Um, <laughs> it It's a computer check to, uh, to interpret a lot of this data. Um, someone make me a computer check. It's pretty low DC. I'll preface it that way. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Oh, no. Captain Wynn rolling a natural toot does not cannot decipher. I I would have rolled a a 17. Uh, So a nine on the dice, and you've got a plus eight. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Okay. So, yeah, DC 12, you pass that one. That doozy of a check that it looks like uh, we needed you for. And you you can see in the, the data... There are some man-made structures below. You get life signs of over 100 humanoids, and uh, many of them your ship is able to identify specifically as human. Um, So this is exactly where the colony should be, but as you're scanning it in the colony center, there's an odd, uh, humongous structure just right smack dab in the middle of this, this small town. And on the scans, it looks like some kind of giant prefabricated... Ship, multi-story structure, a lot larger than the rest of the buildings. Open fire, <laughs> and uh, not taking any chances, just just level it. All right, the town is exploded in a a massive uh, laser blast. <laughs> well, let's go home, everybody. Yep. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> now Gee. they don't need those supplies, <laughs> and <laughs> we get to keep the supplies. We don't even yeah. have the- <clears throat> <clears throat> No, the the this giant structure, it's made old awed by the fact that the scanner is detecting two large starship scaled heavy laser cannons mounted to the top of it some kind of aerial defense station of some sort and they are aimed solely towards the sky hmm so Shoot is this first. is this a, a patch technology or give me that culture check anyone to uh, tell if you've seen this kind of configuration can you do piloting to to uh, Notice the type of ship. Uh, this is not a ship, but these are ship scale weapons. I see. Uh, I see. Oh,
5: I am um, rolling nothing but toots today. If you, if you, well, uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> better than my one. <laughs> I was about to say if you if you want to roll piloting to see if you can identify easily the weapons you can, but oh boy, we've got natural toot, natural toot, three natural toots. What are you, what are you guys doing to me?
2: <laughs> We're saving the <laughs> rolls for combat.
3: Natural right. one for bum. Yeah. Uh. Uh, when what what did you roll here on the a twenty for piloting? So that's enough to know that uh, at least these weapons uh, seem to mesh with stories you've about Aslanti d- defense platforms, uh, in in that they are able to put these large anti starship weapons um, in key locations, kind of masking them on, under uh, signal jammers and things like that, and um. Yeah, they're pointed straight up, so. Mm It seems the Inzlanti are already here. Will these be weapons that are designed for, uh, like, just shooting starships out of the sky that are in orbit? Or can they be, like, aimed? They are not orbital weapons. They would be able to cover probably a few miles above uh, the the airspace. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would not be orbital weapons.
0: Okay, got it. With the air cannons in place, we will have to
3: approach this settlement on Fort... Greed. Well, mainly you have to do that because from your intel, it looks like the only place in the town center that was large enough to accommodate your ship. I mean, I don't know when this happened, when this building went up, but it is uh, occupying that only space. So there's there's nowhere that would fit the Phoenix's respite too. I right, I see that, that would have been the that would have been the starport right there. Yeah, it looks like someone or somebody landed something pretty nasty there. Uh, so, do you? Do you, you uh, I imagine you're looking elsewhere. Yeah, 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 we'll look sort of, you know, a little further afield. But uh, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to uh, kind of come in, fly in low. I feel like try to stay under the radar. Oh, yeah. So if oh, if you want, oh oh, we got another idea.
2: And
0: hear me out here. We can take the supplies and sell them somewhere else, and not interfere with the Aslanti. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How we, about as a plan B?
2: <laughs> we were hired for a job. We complete that job. There are people down there that need our help and we will help them.
4: No job I've ever done has been easy. This will be fun.
2: Uh all,
3: all of you know that supposedly uh Sedona, your yeah your your mutual friend, should be down there on the planet and um is expecting those supplies. Right, we have we have business of many sorts to
2: attend to here. I say we make our way to the surface as quickly as possible. Can yes.
4: I use Profession Smuggler to help me figure out what we should do?
3: Oh, like a good place <laughs> to put down. Um go ahead and make me a roll and uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with this one. I'm kind of excited about this one.
4: It's a seventeen.
3: Uh right, so if you, uh, Talara, were indeed trying to smuggled. get the these supplies that you're bringing in uh, smuggled in, uh, of course, you would have to land the ship not outside of visual range, but outside of auditory range as well. They You cannot be close enough to allow someone that's maybe in a conning nest to hear your ship break through the atmosphere, you know, Burning jets, so you'd have to be uh, several miles away and, and go in by foot, bringing in those supplies uh, piecemeal. Normally, you would have a vehicle of some sort meet you there and kind of scoot them inside. That that would be your professional <laughs> um, due diligence to uh, to sneak in unobserved.
5: Well, if the Islanti are here, I would imagine we want to be unobserved because we don't know exactly what's happening. Like, even if we have a contact here, I don't think that our our crew is going to just want to be noisy and just stroll on in. They're going to want to get a lay of the land first. So it's time for some
3: tactical espionage action. Little oh. sneaky mission. Yay! Oh,
5: no. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't know if we necessarily have to be sneaky yet. We just we just have to being just a sneaky mission. We just don't want to make a huge noise with our arrival. We can kind of still stroll on in there because I don't think anyone knows who we are except for our contacts. As far as we know.
0: I do not know if you know the Aslanti, but they will not
3: care. If you are alien, then they will just...
5: I was speaking as miles not as wind
3: (laughs) Okay yeah so I I think We're in agreement we're gonna we're gonna try to Take Talara's advice here And uh set Mm -hmm. down a few miles Outside of range and Maybe you know throw some bushes on top Of our ship (laughs) well (laughs) I mean Yeah you'd be pretty far enough Away but you can enter the atmosphere And descend Even a hundred miles away and Then just kind of cruise uh at Yeah a a normal speed over the The treetops kind of yeah uh avoiding long range radar and yeah, just like like we'll like up- just we'll just like drop in on the other side of the planet and then just sort of uh and then just fly around in the upper atmosphere and descend down when we get into you know radar range if only i had map of the surrounding area uh <gasps> th- there there is a a good many uh mountains here hmm Let's see. Uh, this is this is what the the general area looks like. Each of these little ticks is about a quarter mile or so. So, yeah, you can you can land on the, the north side of the range. It's, you, you know, on the south side of this this mountain and it'll be a bit of hike, but it'd be it'd be pretty hard to detect you unless someone was actively searching. I see. So. So can you mark where the roughly where the colony is on this map? from yeah from the the data you've got it's just about down here in okay. on the the southern side um so you'd be like uh four or five miles mm-hmm. you know so a couple couple hours walk away depending on the terrain yeah this looks um, like a nice spot right up here what do you guys think about that we see we have a nice little like yeah i like that there, as well yeah. Yeah, up the in the in the mountains. Yeah, And yeah, you're able to find a, a pretty suitable landing location in this small valley, a few miles from the, the the colony. It's very rocky ground where you've picked, but you see, there's only a few places flat enough, large enough for your starship to land. Um, and uh, and this is one of them. Nearby, there's ancient growths of trees that kind of. Rise up, and they cover nearly every inch of Nacondas' surface. Hmm. And let's let's it's get like, down there. Is this like temperate forest, or is this like jungle with like a huge canopy? It's um, you know maybe like a little mix of both. It has. It seems like fluctuations in the weather here that might account for for both. There's some definite odd. Weather going on, because uh, I think we mentioned in the last episode that just about the entire planet, if it's not covered with this low hanging fog, there are, you know, low hanging cloud banks that just kind of like move through the the mountains, move through the right over the tops of the trees, Mm -hmm. um, obscuring vision, making it very difficult to kind of get a lay of the land. Um, And as you break the seal on your starship for the first time in, in two weeks. The, the weeks of bear dander and Osharan goopiness and the malodorous funk that seems to radiate off a of bumfuzzle. All that's wiped out as your nostrils uh, kind of take in. And <laughs> that is replaced by the freshest air any of you have
5: uh, smelt in months, if not years. Hmm. Wind's definitely taking a huge breath in because while he, obviously he's capable of of space flight and everything he's most comfortable in you know vegetation and forests hmm. back to his kind of roots as a bear but most uplifted bears tend to prefer being in in nature so he's, yeah. he's feeling very much at at ease can we get a readout on what the uh the atmosphere mix is here it
3: sounds like it sounds uh, like be lots of oxygen
5: yeah it's about uh 35 <laughs> percent
3: uh, yeah it's it's um, it's pretty standard like okay. arboreal uh, atmosphere uh, which gonna call it um, uh, very very helpful for for plant and animal life it seems like maybe a little oversaturated with oxygen uh, if you take a look at the readings th- they'll tell you one thing your nostrils will tell you, something else as yeah it feels just kind of like the the air outside right before a storm front is moving in 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 mm. on earth's mm. biome so that kind of ionized air y- yeah each breath you guys are taking it feels positively charged very crisp very clean obviously full of moisture as you these fog banks are kind of moving past you and uh, i mean you take a look up and you um you don't think anyone would be able to see the Phoenix's respite unless they were on top of it. You, you've got about 30 foot of unobstructed vision here before it becomes just opaque whiteness. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, every every lungful of the air, it uh, you can feel the stress of your space journey kind of melting away. This battle that you get just had in, in space disappearing. Um, but, yeah, the, the atmosphere, it, it does feel charged. There's there's definitely something in the the cloud banks that uh, that feels like there's maybe some electricity in the air hmm we should we should stay uh under the the tree canopy whenever possible uh yeah so you can you can get over there pretty quickly as you guys are, are walking out when you see the scene that plays out uh, ahead of you maybe talara stretching out artificial gravity aches Bum fuzzle. You have not relieved yourself in some time, so I imagine you, you have to find a little goblin's <laughs> room. But uh, this triggered. I, I don't know why that would be. <laughs> oh, because I'm flying. I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, well, you just had a space battle. So. No. But as, as you're watching this in real time, when in your mind you see a, a psychic memory playing out in front of you, and it overlays on top of your new crewmates, you see a young win of the Hexen way, Amongst them, standing next to a stately-looking, uplifted bear, wears a prominent necklace uh, chained around her neck, uh, heavy robes, and wearing thick, segmented glasses. Uh, This is the matriarch of the Hexen Way, your tribe. And she intones to you psychically from the past. You remember this many years ago. And you see yourself through her eyes. She says, We keep that which bore us sacred. Our people, while no longer of the soil and trees, must never forget their importance. While others endeavor to seek the stars, we must always remember that two paws on the ground will center us. When you are adrift, Wind, it is your connection to the Holy Mother that will help you find your way home. I've been told you wish to leave the tribe and make your way amongst the heavens. What are your plans?
5: Where would you go? I am going to join the Xeno Wardens to fight against how much the nature of every planet has been ravaged.
3: Do you consider Wind to be a very pious individual? Is this like a a righteous thing?
5: Um for window? for young Wind it it was, because I mean he was very idealistic at first when he joined the Xeno Wardens. He he felt that, you know, their cause was just in trying to create a balance by the complete metropolitanization of so many planets mm-hmm. and some adverse effects of terraforming and seeing what some of those experiments had done to other planets. And so it in his head, I think when he first wanted to join up, it was something that was idealistic and then became uh, something maybe a little darker
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This this psychic memory is one that rattles around in your, your augmented brain every once in a while and it's it's one of the few that kind of keeps coming back to you no matter what, you know, what would have happened if you had stayed back and not joined them, it's probably a question all of us ask, like, what if I went this way and of so
5: that way? Well, one thing that, I mean like, as he's, you know letting this memory play out, he does kind of think to himself as he's trying to center himself. He just thinks to himself, you know, two paws on the ground and lets that kind of play because that, that specific thing imprinted on him. Uh, that's kind of part of his, his credos, two paws on the ground.
3: So traveling through the woods um, to uh, madelon's house, we go, what, what are you, what are you guys doing? What's, What's your marching order? What's happening here? I think, well, I, I don't want to speak for
5: everybody, but uh, I think Bumfuzzle would try to stay out in front and just sort of scout ahead and look for threats. Um, yeah, that's fine. Having having a scout ahead is fine. I would imagine uh, Kaz and Wynn would be close behind um, with Nith- Nikithi and Talara kind of covering our rears.
0: Nik- Nik- and Nikithi- I should say, Nikithi's way in the back, and he's just <laughs> complaining the whole time because he, he's, he's old... He's not very strong, and he's like he just he, just, he doesn't like
2: this well,
4: it was, at all. It's funny like... you say that. Um, I was going to say Talara would be standing next to Nikithi, and I, I think um, in contrast with the experience that Win is having, I think she would turn to Nikithi and be like, "This terrestrial life—it's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live here."
3: <laughs> boy, this this terrestrial life is for the bears.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh boy, let My me just uh, start the counter now. Bear puns. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I have to agree.
0: I would much rather see this on postcards than ever hike through something as archaic as this.
2: But is there not something to be said for seeing this with your own eyes? No. Are, are you remember? in this conversation? I thought we were further ahead. <laughs> I feel like we're not that far away. Everyone's talking. It's fun. You guys are
3: nope. you're bonding nope. over your hatred of uh, <laughs> camping.
0: Uh, in contrast to that I I think the Akata drone
3: would maybe be climbing around and having fun (laughs) do you you let it kind of off the leash here? yeah Yeah. right. it's murdered several small woodland creatures (laughs) that's (laughs) fine obliterated
1: them
0: Uh, in fact does 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 she bring it back to me like it's a little prize? there's very little left but yes there are Death oh, I, I congratulate her uh, thoroughly. As <clears throat> good, good job, Idis.
3: You are a good girl. So from what you've described to me, you guys are just kind of clumping through the forest. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Would well, be, well, I would definitely be. I'd be I'd be stealthing well, and survivaling the, the whole way. Well, I,
2: oh. I, I was going to make a point about making sure we keep our eyes open because this is a dense forest and no sensor can defeat our own eyes. And or my keen nose.
3: That, well, um, perhaps, the for <laughs> perhaps the nose some of them.
2: Perhaps the nose
3: on the perception checks. But I, I will remind you: as soon as you get in the thick of this forest, you can not see beyond thirty foot as the the fog becomes nearly impenetrable. So it, it becomes uh, total concealment past thirty feet. So you're going to want to rely here: on your ears, your nose, what have you. Why? <laughs> I've gotten descriptions from everyone. Why don't we start this off? And everyone, make me a stealth check. Everyone's favorite uh, skill check on the, the podcast. Uh, Patrick, does the drone have to make a stealth check as well? No, I've incorporated a uh, a bonus or a negative based on your drone's actions. Oh, that, no. will, probably, that will probably be based on yours. <laughs> Unless you have ranks, your, your drone is very stealthy. You can you can roll instead for them. The number of natural
4: toots that I've had tonight is astounding. It, it,
3: it, oh. It's it's
5: pretty rough. It's alarming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> level level one is 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 not <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so
3: just taking them taking a look at the uh, the rolls here.
2: Been eating um, those space beans
3: everyone else is just uh, literally breaking every twig and and branch possible <laughs> whereas bumfuzzle has grease paint under his eyes <laughs> he can just put a bandana on his like uh, a jungle cat what did you roll to Bert? Uh, that'd be a 24 patrick
5: Jeez. okay this is bumfuzzle this is, is broken
2: yeah. <laughs> bum puzzle oh, in season one is what i want to know <laughs>
5: <laughs> Right? Yeah. where were you the whole
3: time bum yeah puzzle? exactly uh no one asked him to make any stealth or engineering
5: checks you guys <laughs> really i that believe happened. we asked him to do several things many
2: times yeah, he, he failed a number of engineering checks yeah if i remember
5: <laughs>
3: well he also i averaged his role with Caddy Wumpus had a negative ten in every oh, skill. So, oh, okay.
1: It was kind of,
3: <laughs> kind of like uh, you know, uh, bad side of the coin. <laughs> it always comes up every once in a
2: while. Should have rescued Adver- Kaliwobble.
3: <laughs> um, uh, right. So I've I've got the rolls here. This this determines uh, how we get to the next section. As you all are skulking. Through the forest here, uh, you hear the distant hoot of some kind of animal you don't think you've ever heard before. Um, and through the, the fog, almost this distant humming vibration just kind of seems to envelop this this woods here. It's almost like the fog itself kind of uh, shaking as it kind of rubs against the, the treetops, the undergrowth. Parts of this forest are indeed so tight you do have to walk single file Part. So I do have a general marching order here that we talked about. Why doesn't everyone go ahead and make a perception check for me? So
2: we can hide our numbers. Man, I hate level
3: one. Man, I thought that
2: 18 was mine. <laughs> I was like, oh, these guys are going to hate me for this.
3: <laughs> okay, let's take a look here. I think the highest roll looks like... Uh, Talara at the very back, right?
4: Amazingly, yeah.
3: <laughs> you, oh, you, you say that because you rolled highest on the dice, 18 on the
4: dice. Yeah.
3: Let's see. And then we've got Wynn, Wynn rolled a, a 14. Uh, Bumfuzzle rolled a, a 14. And yeah, as you're you're walking through this fog, this kind of pea soup, you're already on top of them when you hear another group of humanoids walking through the mist and Bumfuzzle at the front, you can barely make out this figure, a form coming through the, the undergrowth. You can definitely hear their footfalls. It doesn't sound like they're trying to be quiet, but as soon as this happens, you hear the sound of a rifle being cocked, a bullet being loaded into the chamber. We are in turn order for some combat action. I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh no! Oh no! Everyone's rolling real well here already. I'm not liking this (laughs) (laughs) one. All right, well, there
0: there you go. Does that make you feel better?
3: I should say everyone except of uh, Tyler. What did you roll? I rolled a four. So a six altogether. Oh, oh, Tyler. Um, uh, Great. Great. Got the initiative count going here. We are in a surprise round, though, for everyone that rolled a 14 or higher on that perception check which by my notes uh, first it's going to be a bum puzzle then a win and a Talara um, who are number 1, 2, and 3 in the initiative turn order which I love when that happens. Everyone, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Even though Talara's in the back, uh, maybe her, her trained tiefling ears is just picking up the sounds coming through the the forest ricocheting off the trees Let's see. I have the roll sub initiative as well, but why don't we... I don't think I'm beating... I don't think I'm beating a 22 initiative check from Bumfuzzle. Uh, Jabert, do you have a move or a standard action to do? Let's see. Um, uh, do I see... Can you sort of point where they're at? They are ahead of you. You cannot see them uh, from where you are at currently. Uh, you, okay. you can hear them. you can see like shadows through the mist, but you must be at least thirty feet away. So uh, to get a, a walk on them now you'd have to move forward or they would have to move forward. Okay, um, let's see. I'm going to, yeah, I'm gonna just move forward a bit and I'm just going to uh, try to stealth behind some trees here. Okay, Uh, as you do, uh, you do see, I'm going to reveal 30 foot here, what looks like a couple of humanoid figures in pretty heavy-looking armor um, taking hiding positions behind what looks like a a giant collection of shrubs and bushes that um, are indeed uh, very difficult terrain, almost impassable. And they seem to be taking up defensive positions here. Um, very high-tech armor. I don't know if it's something Bumfuzzle has, has seen before, but uh, if these are Aslanti, these aren't the, the green face-covered armor of the Aslanti that invaded the Drift Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they look maybe lighter scout armor of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. You can see their faces and the purple of their eyes, and this is it looks like two very stern women. Uh, but let you take a look at what this art looks like. Mm. Nice. Oh man, yeah.
2: Uh, I am yeah, so, ster- I'm so, so, ster- I'm so glad they have variations one. of of armor in this book. That I was worried we we're just going to see green guys the entire time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and now it's forty green mans. <laughs> um, does Bumpfuzzle speak uh, uh He does. Yes. How many languages does Bumpfuzzle speak? Let's see here: Goblin, Common, Aslanti. Aslanti, binary, and Ioxian well, languages. Okay, well, you do hear maybe them uh, whispering at one another because uh, you're on the other side of these trees, only about 15 feet away. Uh, you can see their forms pretty easily, uh, mm-hmm. but you hear one of them say in Aslanti, "Let none of them escape alive." Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a stealth of my own to sort of hide behind that tree, if that's okay. okay. Um, you can try, but uh, if you can see them, you're pretty sure it's it's full daylight besides this mist. They're they're more than likely able to see you now. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, but it's sort of like dense brush, right? Yes. Uh, you'd have to, uh, yeah, maybe on your, your next turn, <laughs> get inside there, or if some kind of conditions changed, make a stealth check then, but... Okay, that's fine. Right now, we're going on to win with a 19 in the initiative turn order. Miles, a move or a standard action in this surprise round?
5: Um, he's going to move. He's going to move pretty much right up to one of the Islandi soldiers or scouts. Okay. Well, how much movement do you have? 40 feet. Oh, dear goodness.
3: <laughs> that, that's a lot. <laughs> I was about to say, well, you can't move that far. Uh, You moved, let's see, 20 to here and 20 to here. Just about... All up on top of them in a very short amount of time, uh, even even getting around the kind of bottleneck that is this section of the woods, where tapers to just about ten feet wide. Uh, you you were a huge bear. How, how tall did we say when was? Uh,
5: we didn't. We didn't. I, mean, I think we said about ten feet tall.
3: Maybe 10, 11 If you're like you know, not slouching down. If I'm, feel, um,
5: if I'm feeling spry that
3: night. So yeah, a giant bear uh, runs up behind you. bum puzzle. It's like, bump, bump, bump. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no difficult terrain here. So you can make that full movement and Talara move for a standard action.
4: Yeah. Just to move. I'm going to move up uh, just right behind these bushes here. Just about halfway to the to the Islanti people.
3: So, if you want to be able to see them, you have to be within thirty feet. You can you can tell that they're still over there from your perception check, but uh, where you've moved, you cannot see them. That's okay. That that's fine because you know what that means. They probably can't see you too. Right. <laughs> but on their turn, they they have perceived you all walking through the woods, and these two not too happy. That was just the surprise round, right? This, the, we're still in the surprise round. It is okay. their turn. Uh, when you can make an attack of opportunity because this one is going to try and shoot you point blank that you've moved
5: up upon. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna attack with my my junk sensor. Oh
3: boy. This...
5: Oh, I don't like this big bear it's already. 18 to hit. I don't like it at all. <laughs> that's,
3: that's a hit. Uh, For three points of damage. <laughs> No, uh, uh, this is a KAC. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, the jump yeah, sensor is. Yeah, yeah bludgeoning, bludgeoning and
0: fire. and flames, so it's <laughs> KAC.
3: Yes, it's KAC. And uh, th- this is a melee weapon. Uh, wh- how much damage does it do? How, what uh, D6 does it use? It uses uh, 1D6. Okay, so you've rolled a three on the dice. Um you need to add. You need to add your strength to this. What is when the giant uplifted bear's strength modifier? Yeah, you got to do some math now that you're a, a melee character. Two. Uh, okay, so uh, that is five points of damage, right? Yes. Okay, so you come in and just slam this down on her. <laughs> uh, this girl. She looks like a pretty young human woman who uh, looks like she wants to murder you now uh, and is going to point blank fire this rifle. It's like a pretty low-tech um, bolt-action rifle of some sort. I'll maybe go ahead and make that attack roll.
5: Uh, now, what is your KAC? My KAC is 12.
3: Okay, I've rolled a 10 on the dice. That is a hit. And so I'm going to roll some damage. Bam. Uh, and uh, point blank uh, four points of piercing damage. The rifle maybe catches your shoulder as you bring the, the sensor down on her. Uh, Just put so, a flesh wound. Oh, are you sure? Wind's not dead? <laughs> I not yet. Have to keep going now? Okay. Um, and the other one does see a bum fuzzle on the other side of these trees. It's gonna try and fire through them. Is presenting, uh, y- you're in like full cover, basically from, from where they're fighting at. What is bumfuzzles, KAC? Uh, that would be a 16. Uh, that's way too high. So <laughs> uh, I'm adding four to that because of the cover. Let's roll high. I, I rolled high, yay. No, uh, Patrick, everyone. <laughs> uh, 17 on the dice. Uh, bum fuzzle, that is a hit. And I need to roll some damage. Yeah, the bullet like pierces the, the tree you're hiding behind. This is a D8 damage. Uh this is six points of damage. Shoo, Bullet tearing through. We are in what is known as the dangers, <laughs> everybody. Uh let's see here. Uh that is that is just the surprise round, if you can believe it. One. One moment to set things up for turn number one, and we are going now. In regular turn order, we're back to you, Bumfuzzle. You just got shot. So they're holding—they're holding rifles then. Uh, yep, yep. You can see them now. They look, like I said, pretty, pretty low tech, but very um, high quality uh, rifles. Okay, I am going to uh, take a full action. We're going to do ourselves a little trick attack. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just very gonna, excited. I'm just going to scamper right on past this person. <laughs> and oh, as God. I'm running and as I'm running, I'm just like I just like toss out some uh, some cow trucks uh, like right underneath her feet to make oh her my. sort of to make her sort of look down and like 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 look down at her feet while she's uh while she's distracted. And then so, I so, so you're moving uh, around and past. This is Lanti soldier. It looks like to be some kind of buddy that is flanking with win. Something like a like like a flank stake buddy or something? <laughs> oh <don't, laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is risky maneuver. As a part of the trick attack, you move and you make this this attack. But if you don't get the trick attack off, uh, do they get an attack of opportunity? N- well, they will. They're holding. They're holding a gun. So now, oh, um, and son also, of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a gun! You played me. I got you. I got you good. Okay. This is a two-handed uh, weapon. And last time I checked, uh, Aslanti are humans, and humans have yeah. two hands. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is an engineering check. Uh, engineering plus four. Oh, oh, yes. yes. Stop! <laughs> stop it! <you laughs> what are you uh, doing to me? That was a thirty-two on that check, so uh, that goes through. So this is against a flat-footed. Mm. Uh, a flat-footed aslanti soldier who i am flanking so here we go now are you making a a melee attack yeah oh geez what kind of melee weapon bumfuzzle uh this is like a survival knife it's sort of like a it's sort of like a nasty like it like notched blade looking thing ouch Uh, i sort of describe it as like their traditional dog slicers yeah uh, yeah yeah so here we go yeah Oh no! Oh, oh no. yeah!
2: <laughs> it's so much buildup. Uh,
3: I'm gonna reroll that. I'm gonna use my thing. I'm gonna get it out of the way. <laughs> You're using your your reroll, your once per book reroll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. Sturt, no. I love it so much. I love it so much in the first combat. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that'll be a that'll be a. Uh, Twelve versus a flat-footed KSA. Sorry, a fourteen versus a flat-footed KSA. Oh well, that's that's like well beyond a hit. <laughs> okay, so, uh, excellent. You're getting some extra damage here. <laughs> yeah, the trick attack. All righty. So that is going to be six points of damage. Oh my gosh, you just did more damage than the uh, large bear with. <laughs> Like a ball on a chain, <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on their turn, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a big, old, it's a it's a big old cut to the uh, the the back. This one's not not looking too good. But as soon as you uh, maybe pull the knife back, spin around, get ready to to move again, uh, you see behind you, about twenty feet in the mist, a third figure. Uh, oh no, <laughs> a male is anti figure. Um, and got you right in their sights. You've moved within about 20 feet of them. But don't worry, because we're
5: going on next once again to win. So Wynn looks at his, his wound and kind of presses it and immediately takes his hand away because it, it stings. And so he squares <laughs> his eyes at the Islamic scout and just looks her dead in the eyes and says, get him! And Cass, <laughs> get him. It's not a spell. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> oh, well, whatever. I'm used to being a spellcaster. It's, uh, you you cast, you cast it.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. throw it out there, and cast that is. It. It's been so long. Uh, a standard action. Apps?
5: That uh, is, this, is a, this level? It's a standard ore move, I believe. Correct. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. As a move action, you can choose one enemy within 60 feet. Until the start of your next turn, you and your allies gain a plus one bonus to attack rolls made against the enemy.
3: So let me just get this straight. It, is this thing flat-footed to everyone, uh, Jabert? Uh no, it's just okay. flat-footed to my attack right now. Okay, but you are you are flanking. Got get him, and I imagine you want to attack this one.
5: Uh, oh oh, indeed indeed, I do. Jeez, Louise, go, go that, right ahead. Don't let a, me. That's a, a twenty-one. Uh, for eight points of damage. I guess it's a twenty-two with get him. <laughs> there it is. Oh my goodness, you've rolled
3: a 19 on the dice.
5: <laughs> what is <laughs> that, Boy, so That's That's uh, 22 <laughs> with get em.
3: Uh, uh That was or, so close to a cosmic crit if you rolled a uh, 20. I know. Um, max damage.
5: Max damage. Yeah, no, you,
3: at this level you don't add Gitum uh, damage unless you. Uh, no, no, no. Tw- plus
5: one was to the 21.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah oh oh right so I, i'll tell you right i hope that's a very much a hit so let's not worry about that uh but also tell you that you bring the sensor down and there is a wet crunching noise from mm. underneath the armor because they are way dead before oh. they hit the ground Possum. <laughs> ouch <laughs> like that i felt that in my bones <laughs>
2: uh
3: I believe they had a couple of hit points left so let's talk about overkill uh when we we stop recording tonight first uh. kill
2: of the game
3: and that takes us next in the turn order to talara um you you hear the sounds of battle you can see just the edge of your your captain the uplifted bear swinging <laughs> through the mist uh what would you like to do
4: um, I'm going to sneak around the bushes that I'm at right now and uh, kind of stand behind Wynn a little ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to cast Dancing Lights around this other scout, now that I can see where she is, to try to confuse her and get her away from Bumfuzzle.
3: Okay. Is this a, is this a level one spell? No.
4: No, it's a level zero. I mean, it's a... Yeah. Uh,
3: what, what exactly does it do?
4: Uh, it creates four lights, uh, like flashlights, um, hmm. And I can put them wherever I want and I can even move them um, if I want to. But uh, I, I would like for them to kind of be a place sort of around this person to simulate maybe being cornered by other people who are holding flashlights or something <laughs> in the mist coming out of the woods.
3: Oh, like a bluff shark? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Oh, let's see here. Whoop. Oh, yeah. You are just within 30 feet here. Um, Dancing lights can cast within a hundred feet, and yeah, there's a number of lights, uh, kind of, kind of uh, popping up behind them. Uh, they take uh, th- this figure takes a look behind her and <laughs> does not take her eye out of her uh, rifle scope for more than like a second before she is now aiming in your direction. Oh, great. Uh, Thank you very much for pointing out where the spellcaster was in the party. That was going to keep these guys up at night. Um, It's great timing as well because, oh no, I've not rolled that well in this Uh, Next in the turn order is... A Kaz, Drew, you've <laughs> been patiently waiting. Uh, what you got?
2: So what does Kaz know about this fight so far? Because <laughs> everything is kind of out of out of his yeah. visual range. Have we been communicating what we are seeing? Or it, I tell you what, take two, <laughs> the dancing lights, I can now see maybe beyond the 30 feet? Uh,
3: nope, nope, they don't. Uh, I mean, at anything, they, they make the, the fog more difficult to see through because they're now they're reflecting over. All the the moisture there. You have heard uh, gunfire and perhaps a, a shouting bear and goblin. <laughs> so there's there's definitely a fight. It's just going on just outside of
5: of your vision. Oops. Well, Win has telepathic uh, abilities, so he's probably keeping people updated. Yeah, that's fine. What what would Win say here? <laughs> to,
3: especially I've... to Kaz. Oh, <clears throat>
2: <laughs> don't worry about me.
5: I just. Crushed one a little bit,
2: <laughs> uh, just take, a little. Take take the one up north near Bumfuzzle. Okay, who are we facing? Aslantis. Aslanti. Yes. And Kaz rushes, double moving to get into this fight, moving all the way up here and braces for combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sheesh.
3: You got the dancing lights um, uh, sprinkling above you. Yeah, as you can move in. Oh no. I don't like this chess maneuver you all are doing here
5: and now flanking. How much more anime can Kaz get? He's got dancing like lights over him. He's the son of Ryu and Ken. He's got the anime hair.
2: Like right. I can't yeah. wait. I can't <laughs> wait for the music that Patrick puts behind this move. This is
3: the absolute worst. So um, that—that's a double move. That's going to take you your turn. Uh, they were about—you uh, can tell—are scoping in on a, a tiefling across the the thicket, uh, even through this uh, this difficult terrain. Uh, but as you move up on them, uh, they kind of wheel around, uh, looking at you. Uh, Kaz, this one you've moved up upon and they're going to take a guard set back, uh, in the dancing lights and is going to take a, a single shot against you. Rue, what's your KAC?
2: My KAC is 16.
3: Jeez Louise, really? Why <laughs> everyone got 16? That's too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nope, nope, nope. If you had charged maybe, but you didn't have that direct line of sight. Just double moving rolled an 8 on the dice. That is a miss. Uh, the bullet just, yeah, cracks, whizzes right past your ear, hits this, um, this rocky kind of cliff face right behind you, and we have another figure in the fray that Bumfuzzle has seen, and Yeep. I think, I think, yeah, they can, they can see you and Kaz, but I think they're gonna take a shot at the Bumfuzzler, <laughs> the the Bumfizzle, <laughs> for Rizzle. Um, D twenty roll. <laughs> Ooh. Natural 20 on the oh, dice. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Well, guys, it's been fun. Oh. <laughs> <Like> bum puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, for a fact, one, we're shouting out one of our Patreon uh, subscribers. Uh, and this is going, uh, this is from James Hopkins. And uh, they say, here's to Joey, Mark, and the rest of the Mystery Sodal O. And you too, Russell, uh, thank you very much for enabling me to get this this natural 20. One. Two. You know, for uh, a fact, if I could, I would be pulling a card right now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, you guys, uh, because I bet these are. I bet you'd pull the one that gives me a negative level.
2: I'll be back to being an NPC again (laughs) Tune in next week to meet the new goblin Wibble Wobble
3: Whoa. Um. The, well, I, I pulled the card just to see what it was, and it would have been useless for these stupid characters. So I'm very happy. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead, of that, I'm just getting that sweet, sweet double damage. See, you all made fun of me for uh, for using my reroll right away. <laughs> all right. Well, I rolled extremely low on a crit. It is six points of piercing damage. Whoa. Bullet going through straight through the gut uh, and out the other side. Um, Man, I didn't. It's see been a long time bad. since first for, since first level, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Six that damage is, is bad news.
3: <laughs> that is all they're going to do. They're gonna keep scoping in on you, and it brings us to the end of the turn order. Pretty far away at this point. Uh, Hayden, Nikithi, and uh, uh, Drone. Uh, Tyler, bottom of the turn order.
0: What you got? uh nikithi is looking down at his drone itis and he's saying he's saying this is why i hate forests can't see don't know where enemies are someone's getting shot don't know who (laughs) so he's just he's still complaining shouts out it's me (laughs) i've been Uh, shot
2: several times
0: (laughs) nikithi can't move very far nor does he really want to. <laughs> he's going to move uh, 25, 25 feet, just kind of straight up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he still can't see uh, anybody, really. He, he can't see yeah. his friends. I mean, he can see Wynne of the Hexen way. He can see Talara, but he can't see uh, the, the the enemies. Correct. Uh, he saw he saw Kaz
3: run off. Running through the mist. <laughs> uh,
0: so he's going to look at Idis and, and say... You should probably go help him, and Idis <laughs> will double move.
1: Ooh,
3: so this is you using your your standard action to 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 boost your drone forward, right? Yeah,
0: correct. And so he, uh, the IDIS is able to double move, and because uh, I'm able to, as if I if I give up my standard action, then the drone <laughs> can take a standard and a move, and so. It's moving up, almost all the way behind Cause.
3: <clears throat> yep, so, and you can you can yeah. sense through your drones sensors now. In fact, this Islante form, who's only about uh, twenty feet away from your drone, right. And that's everything. Okay, then that's turn. <laughs> believe it or not, just turn one. Uh, let's go to the top of turn two. Bumfuzzle, how how are you doing, Jabert? Not ideal, but mm-hmm. the best defense is a good offense. No, it's. I think it's the best is having a very strong defense is a very good defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you do? Uh, let's see here. Um, I it's It has been so long since I've gotten to do something like this. What are the rules around moving through another character's um, through an enemy's space? Oh, boy, I don't know why we
2: ever want to do that. <laughs> um, I, Ahsoki had to roll an acrobatics check to roll better. Well, but... Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, to, to move through someone's is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. Right, but if they can't, if they can't uh, uh, attack of opportunity, may uh, can I still just make it through? Um, if you, I believe, fail the roll, uh, no, like they they will physically they just stop uh, you, block you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- it's I believe an acrobatics roll. I'm gonna get to that section of the rules uh, while we're chatting, but um, yeah, you you do see this if you're talking about the the male Islanti figure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look. Like, they have a weapon out, so while might not be dangerous, they could stop you. Um, wait, how do they not have a weapon out? How do they shoot me? Not a melee weapon. I mean, oh, I see. they won't I see. be able to attack a Okay, team. all right. Well, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to hold my turn until just after Wynn goes. You're not going to have to wait too long, because is next in the, the
5: turn order. Uh, Miles, we're, we're back to you. All right. So, uh, when, when has, has seen his, his buddy bumfusle get shot at. So he's, and so he lets out this billowing roar and charges to the male Aslante scout and is going to whack him with his junk sensor.
3: Oh no. <laughs> but don't do that. Oh no. Yay. Oh, thank you. Uh, a low roll. Uh, seven on the dice. Yes. Thank goodness. A miss. <laughs> finally um which means we're back to fuzzle
5: I could reroll though.
3: <laughs> yes, you
5: could. <laughs> no, you could. You, you all could reroll right now. <laughs> I'm not going to.
3: Okay, uh yeah, I'm going to take another full action to move right up next to this person and they've already seen the caltrip uh trick, so I'm just going to uh so I, like, reach into my utility belt, and I pull out a ball, like a glass ball full of sand, and I throw it up in the air in front of their face, <laughs> and then shoot with my junk laser, uh, and then just, like, pop it, like, right in front of their face. No, and, not but,
0: sand! Yeah, sand, no! That's the worst that kind is of...
3: really hurting. hard to get out of armor, Yeah, <laughs> Bucket sand! <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to make myself a engineering check. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that would be a twenty-five on the engineering check. I assume this is not a CR five <laughs> enemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's enough. Alrighty, <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna uh, take a swipe with a knife, like right right down to the foot. Yeah. Oh, that was so close oh, to so a close net to oh a 20. <laughs> On on my screen, the twenty is like uh, half cocked on this right. D four damage. That yeah, you rolled, mine <laughs> mine too. You still rolled super high. Okay. Yep. Uh, so that's going to that, be a 18. To hit. Yep. That's a hit. So roll that. Right. Trick attack. Bonus damage. Absolutely, sir. Max max damage here on the. Oh, like, double max damage, damage on the trick attack. Yeah, that's going to be eight goodness. points of damage, just like going right right on down through that foot. Pretty much a, a garbage class, the operative. I've I've mm-hmm. said that uh, multiple yeah. times before. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Oh, Louise. Eight damage. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know if you're keeping track at home. I think you've put out like 14 points of damage already with bum puzzle. <laughs> right. Let's go next in the turn order to Talara. Uh Rebecca. Uh,
4: so I can see them because they're 35 feet away, right? Uh
3: 30 foot is unfortunately the Oh,
4: 30 <clears throat> foot. Okay. Yeah.
3: So they, they've moved back a little bit and it looks like just outside of your range. You can see forms in the the, the fog, but like, are you looking at a a small goblin or a, a medium-sized slanty—you'd have to move to, to make that call.
4: Okay, I'm going to move forward and pull out my laser pistol. Can I do that as I move?
3: Sadly, no. Um, not oh, until you. Oh, use my
4: Solarian.
3: Yeah, not until you get that <laughs> plus one BAB. That sweet plus one BAB bonus.
4: Man, all right. Um... I didn't.
3: I didn't make this character for you. You made her. No.
4: Okay. I guess I'll pull out my laser and
3: get ready. <laughs> uh, ready you are uh, to now within range see Kaz move forward, I imagine. Uh, Drew, it's your turn.
2: Kaz steps forward diagonally just uh, uh, to flank with Bumfuzzle. He looks at the Aslanti and says, it is time to pay. Entropic Strike!
3: Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. Oh no.
2: Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> hey, control three on the dice. That's a oh, seven to hit.
3: <clears throat> well, uh, you, uh, you get a little bit of bonus there for flanking. It's still not enough. Even against the entropic strike is against EAC, right?
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Still, still not enough. Unfortunately, that is a mess.
2: Cas means... this. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't,
3: I didn't make her all this. Um, we are back to their turn. Yeah. She's just going to try and guarded step away again. Uh, Bleeding out from a goblin stab into a vital uh, area on her backside, and yeah, she's got she's got Kaz looking down at her. She can now see what looks like a fairly large akata creature <laughs> moving in, and and the bum puzzle and a giant bear. I think I think she might be a little flustered. The dancing lights uh, shining across her. Uh, let's roll a d4 see who she's attacking. Going right down the turn order. Uh, three on the dice. Oh, it's coming right back to Kaz. She wants. She wants you down for some reason. D20 coming at you, Drew. Oh,
5: oh, that was so oh, close. Oh, oh, I
3: love the baby. three on the dice so much, but oh, it, it wanted to be another twenty for me. Uh, a two on the dice. Natural two. Womp, womp, as as much of a mess as I can generate here. The other one, the male is lanty on when is going to guard it, step back and take a shot. The rifle cracking through the, the misty air at you oh, all. 12 on the dice, that's oh a hit.
2: God. Yeah.
5: Garbage yeah. human being, that's what you are. Five points
3: of damage when shot. Uh, this one's going right through your calf. Ooh, stings. You see blood pouring out <laughs> over the red on blue fur. Uh, that is their turn, which means we are back to Dr. No, <laughs> back to Nikithi, back to Tyler. <laughs> Dr. Nikithi. Oh, I yeah. almost gave you a, yeah, I almost gave you a, a Bible degree. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, it's an honorary PhD. It, it could be a PhD. He is yeah. a, he, he a scholar specializing in bioengineering. So,
3: so Professor him? Nikithi on the oh. case. <laughs> yes,
0: thank you. Thank you. It is Professor. Uh, so Mickey the, is reading the data that's coming in through his custom rig uh, that is being fed to him from his drone. And uh, he's getting some readings that one of the one of the combatants, the enemy combatants, is particularly weak and has been struck already several times. Uh, and so he is going to direct Idis to shoot at the uh, one, the Islante the that just attacked Kaz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I'm wondering: uh, Do I have it, to reposition? Is is there any? Did you say is shoot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Isn't it like an Akata? what sh- what are they shooting? Oh, this is a heavily modified Akata. <laughs> oh
1: no! Uh, ah, <laughs> stuff
0: on so nightmares.
3: From, from where where uh, Ida's is right now, um, they they are provided a little bit of cover. Uh, it's about a plus two bonus. If they were huh? to uh, move closer to Kaz, they would get a, a unobstructed shot.
0: Okay. Uh, Idis will then move right next to Kaz. Um, Good girl. Hoping oh, that girl. The, the dancing light behind Idis is providing a bit of blinding effect against the Aslante. No, not, not how it works. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> it, it would it blind, blind everyone. Theater,
0: theater of the mind, Patrick. Theater of the mind. <laughs> I'm not expecting statistical bonuses here. <laughs> and so you see the the you know like the tendrils that come out of an Akata's neck. Mm-hmm. All right, the uh, the tendrils stand up and they all point as the at the aslanti, and because these tendrils are actually uh, barrels for a gulch gun. Oh my goodness! What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a gulch gun is a level one flame gun, and. Uh, <laughs> At the base of the tendrils are chambers for scattergun shells and these chambers uh these scattergun shells burst internally and send gouts of flame out at a target oh don't don't burn
3: like this forest down i don't like anything about yeah. this
0: so you see fire coming out of these akata tendrils as a uh as uh, make a ranged attack but let's see how i do that's gonna be ah uh, you can ignore me
3: Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. So much
2: buildup. <laughs> oh, I try so a, hard. A six on so the
3: hard. dice is going to um, be a mess. So now, does that take your standard action uh, as well? Yeah. Or do you, do you still have a move action?
0: Uh, yeah, I still have a, um, Nikithi has a move action. But he's not going anywhere. You don't want to get shot by the Aslanti? No, no, <laughs> Nikithi doesn't really like the Aslanti. Uh, and so he doesn't want to be anywhere. He doesn't even want them to see him.
3: No one likes the Islante. The mothers don't like the Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We are back to the top of the turn order and turn three. I don't have to fear any longer. Very excited, which means uh, we're, we're now back to win.
5: All right. Well, uh, Win is none too pleased about the hit he just took. So um, mm. get him mm. on the male soldier scout fellow. And hmm. it's gonna go bonking away, uh, and it doesn't matter. Oh, this yes. game is garbage. This uh, game is garbage. <laughs> I quit. I'm quitting the show. Someone should roll over a ten at some point here tonight. <laughs> One hopes we're dead. Hey, yeah. If, it, hey, if I die, I got six months off. See you guys in, in, in late in the year. Uh, Jabert, bump puzzles next.
3: All right. Let's see here. Apparently the very combat effective uh, was keeping it a secret from his former
5: crew. Makes me so prunk and angry. (laughs) How effective Uh, he is!
3: uh, Yeah, I'm going to let's see, reach into my utility belt and I pull out a bunch of uh, sharp-looking discs and I throw them at the Aslanti. Uh, They are just CDs, but it looks it looks intimidating. I made them myself see <laughs> Are they AOL like startup discs? <laughs> yes, exactly. They say AOL on the sides. I found these in a junkyard in the vast. Absalom oh, online. Right. <laughs> Alright, there we are.
2: <laughs>
3: Jeez. That's, Jeez uh, that's oh oh a 33 on the engineering what is check. Oh, huh. Alright, like okay, I mean it's see. I mean, yes, you have a big bonus um it's a hard roll it's i mean i can tell you it's dc 21 to get yeah. this trick attack you're also rolling like 18 yeah i'm 17 <laughs> like, absurdly every well. single time yeah.
0: right? uh uh it's because yeah. it's because he chose his dice color to be neon green that's right
3: <laughs> all right so here we go survival knife i'm going to go for the other foot whoa oh, oh, oh wait no. what is it oh uh, that's nine dice yeah, that's a nine versus flat-footed. Uh, nine. Yeah, no. You got no bonuses here to uh, no flanking bonuses. And against KAC, that's a miss. All right. Oh, no. Um, Talara, we're back to you. Uh, this one has moved closer. Is only about 20 feet away from you. Uh, you see Bumfuzzle uh, go wide, miss for once. Oh, what? what does she want to do?
4: Can I tell how how damaged this girl is?
3: Uh, yeah, she you know spins around and is like pointing the rifle at Kaz, and you can see a great amount of blood loss, uh, armor kind of chipped and broken away on her backside. It looks it looks like uh, maybe one or two more hits, good hits, and she is down for the count.
4: Okay, with her back turned toward me. I'm going to level my laser pistol and take a shot.
3: One shot? Let's do this.
4: Yeah, just one. Ooh. It's a 15. That's it. hit. <laughs> nice. Oh, yay! That does three damage.
3: That is not enough to bring her down, oh. but. Oh, so close. I did
4: damage, though. That's, like, big for my character. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. Put it on the board, everyone. <laughs>
4: it's on the
3: board. Um, let's see if... Uh, oh, do you want to move or do any uh, move
4: action? Uh... No, just stay where I am.
2: Let's see if Kaz can get there,
3: Drew. We're back to
2: you. Kaz sees that the one just to the south is handled or will be handled in the next... in this turn uh, very quickly. So um... He- Okay, bye. I love you too.
3: Bye, Drew. Are you leaving this fight, this one that's shooting at you? No, No. I will step up.
5: (laughs) Yay!
3: Uh, Jippert wants uh, to be everyone's best flanking buddy friend. Right. Exactly. Also, I have three hit points. I can't take another <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So Kaz steps up and Entropic Strike. I can find it on my character sheet. There it is Entropic Strike. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: it's, it's such a low. You see the hit at this point, but a natural
2: toot's not going to toot. Natural dude's not gonna do it.
3: Um. In another
2: world, I went and natural twenty the other guy. Ugh.
3: dear, dear goodness, I have <laughs> another shot at life with these Atlante. This one that that's now been shot uh and stabbed at by this party. Um. Let's see. She can see a Talara she can see this drone uh, the, I think the only uh, person she can't see is Dickhy uh, so I'm gonna roll a d5 and just go right down the initiative turn order who she's taking a oh pot no. shot at don't be too uh, no, she has a a hatred a maybe an a innate hatred for uh, seeing a human running around with these aliens, because all oh, she wants to do is destroy cats. <laughs> I've rolled it again, uh, random, random. So D twenty coming at you, True. Oh boy, I've rolled very low as well. Uh, four on the dice is a miss, <laughs> and the other one is is going to guarded step back again into the forest. <laughs> this one with get him on him, not take an attack of opportunity, and is going to shoot at win.
5: Oh, come on. Oh my yeah.
3: God. So the giant bear is easy to hit. I can I can do it. I can do it, I swear. Uh D eight. Almost max oh, damage, no. eight points of damage, miles.
5: How's Win? Uh, I think down. Bump <gasps> bum bump. Bum. Oh no, no, he's not, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you monster. I was about to
3: say it's the best present <laughs> anyone could get me in this first fight. Uh, I, I forgot. A, I forgot about my HP. Oh yeah, that that whole thing. That, that old whole
1: chestnut.
3: <laughs> hit point <laughs> pool. Um, Tyler, we're back to you with Nikithi. Oh, oh boy. Well, there's nothing,
0: Nikithi, there's nothing Nikithi or the drone can really do about the male soldier that has been gettomed and is backing up uh, further into the further down the path. Hmm. So I think it's best to just focus on this one we've already. Put damage into, but this time around, the drone Nikithi is going to command the drone to close the distance. Close, close the distance, and so oh, move up. Uh, it's going to take a take a little bit of a five-foot or a guarded step and attack with its with its claws. Let's see if I do any better. I think Shoot. I did better. Shoot. That's a 17 plus 3,
3: 20. <clears throat> that's a hit against see That's going to be four Dimagios. Uh, And that's enough. Yeah, you see um, your drone just pounce yeah. on this, <laughs> this weekend Zlanti, uh, dragging it down, taking a leg out from Underneath her, she goes down, and a a bloodied mane of a uh, artificial blue akata comes back up, <laughs> looking to bring you another death prize, I guess. Yeah, from from back in the fog, you just hear the Keithy shout out, "Well done!" And that is turn three, turn four, a win, the not dead win. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> uh, no, uh,
2: they
3: they waited. Um, oh, that's right. That's so right. you are um, at the
5: top. All right. So that one is dead. Uh, so am I, because my character is bulbous in form. Mm, yes, bulbous. Would would he be blocking the way for everyone else to get to the male soldier? You're
3: definitely blocking the soldier's path and providing a good deal of cover to your friends. But your allies can move uh, through your square um, Unmolested. Okay. Okay. Especially Bumfuzzle, who just is like the perfect
5: shape between your legs and can like run right through them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: uh, well, I'm gonna keep get him on this old boy. Now, mm-hmm. can I do a swift action to draw my Hall pistol? Once again, uh, you, you—it's a move action to draw, unless you ah, then draw with a right. plus one BAB. Unfortunately, envoy. Uh, so okay. Well, then I may not take um, get him. Um, and then I'll probably just move forward a little bit. Okay, so you you, you want to move up on them? Yeah, and then uh, try to bonk them.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, what well, if you use get them? You don't have a the action economy to do that. No, I you said didn't.
5: I wasn't. I, d- I said I wasn't going to. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. apologies. Four on the dice, Miles. Four I'm, on the I'm, dice. I'm. I am
5: done with this. <laughs> Game time to, time to make new characters, right? Um, <laughs> it, 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 it is time to to go back to school. That is a
3: miss, and that brings us to Bumfuzzles' turn. Um, let's see. So, is the uh, is this space? Uh, right down, bloop, 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 like right down here, is that uh, like open and available? Yeah, she's moving so into, or he he's moving uh, a little further into a clearing. I uh, see, so There's a glade like sort of like that's opening up here. Yeah, th- this map is mainly defined where it's uh, a good deal kind of uh, narrow, but uh, we're we're moving off the map. We're moving into uncharted territories, which means <laughs> uh, that is open. Uh, All right. Flanking Great. on the other side of a, a win. Great. So I'm going to rush in and I'm going to uh, uh, flash my uh, uh, flash my uh, uh, my dog slicer out. And I'm just going to go ahead and make the engineering check before I describe this. Oh, no. Okay. That would be a 23. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, and so I take my dog slicer and I sort of bring it out like I'm going to like bring it in at the knee. And then at the last moment I sort of skip to the side and mm-hmm. I pull up my other hand and I blast with a junk laser. Ooh. Beah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Haha. You thought it was going to be the one thing, but now it's the other thing. Pew! Okay. Wow. Okay. Shh. Loud. So <laughs> that that wasn't a laser, right? Tyler? No, he said junk pistol, right? Oh my gosh, that what the sound <laughs> was. Yeah. It's so- yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 uh, called a junk laser, but it's yeah, just do just do a laser. It's a regular laser is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's going to be 10. Sorry, uh, that's going to be yeah 10 versus flat footed EAC 10 against flat footed EAC. Uh, now, are you are you counting in the the flanking for that? Yes, I am. You do not get the flanking on a ranged attack, eh?
1: oh, even with a, a trick yeah. attack.
3: Yeah. So this natural four is a <laughs> god. Oh, man.
2: My All you have
3: <laughs> to roll? do is roll like 10 or better, and these guys are dead as a doornail. But, oh, boy. Oh, no. The pistol was a uh, not a useful gambit. Uh, bringing us to
5: Talara.
4: All right. I'm going to use a spell.
5: Oh, boy. Ooh.
4: I'm going to say, come on out, short stuff. Show them what you've got and summon my tiny, tiny demon.
2: <laughs> is that some kind of what? euphemism? The tiefling euphemism? They're tied to tiny demon.
4: Yeah, yeah they're tied to tiny demon. <laughs> what?
2: What is the spell, tiny demon?
4: Um, It's summon creature, and oh I have jokes. chosen a tiny demon as my level one summon creature.
3: What have we done? What have we done with these playtest characters?
4: Classes
0: It's <sighs> that song from Elton John
3: uh, Hold Me Closer Tiny, tiny Demon <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll but say this, that next time This works like a, a Some creature and you've Chosen what What have you chosen Devil demon demon, demon. Oh yeah you yeah. said you said it like five times <laughs> Demon <laughs> that's your level one uh, Summon now, It is
4: technically a tiny demon I'm not just saying that it, it is a tiny demon
3: uh, casting time for this is one round, which yes. means it's coming in next turn, which will be turn yep. five. Uh, yep. But you can summon that thing basically anywhere within like 100 feet. Yep. So let's speed the play, get back to Kaz. Drew. Uh,
2: uh, Kaz needs to double move to get right up on this eslante Oh,
3: no. <laughs> He is surrounded on three sides now, (laughs) Uh, which is not good. I'll I'll say that uh, first thing. Second thing, uh, they are going to five foot step back, uh, drop the rifle as much as I can. Oh, is he? Don't want to do that. Yeah, yes, he's taking a guarded step back uh, and is – I'm not getting any more attacks from you. Uh, attacks of opportunity. Uh, Miles has made more attacks of opportunity in this season already than all of season Almost <laughs> um, as many times as I asked if I could they uh, they pull out a survival knife um but yeah this wicked looking blade and are going to dear goodness please try and hit somebody um it, they can only reach a, a win or a bum fuzzle and I think I think they think the bigger threat obviously is the giant uplifted bear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they've no. not been they've not been hit by it either yet so let's take that take that knife to the bear. Oh my yes! god. Yes. yes. It wanted yes. to be a 20 again. We, yes I mean I know this is low levels. We've rolled the worst in this game. Yes. This is dude. It's, it's, it's been a pretty
5: abysmal. <clears throat>
2: this fight should have been over half an hour ago. <laughs> twos and fours. Two's
5: one
3: four's. of our
5: season one characters could have cleaned <sighs> this whole thing out. Okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> we are back to Nikithi. Tyler, bottom of turn I, four.
0: I didn't think we'd make it back to me. <laughs> are you are you having tea somewhere? And you're like, oh well. yeah, yeah. I'm got to I'm holding my tea and my biscuits, and I, I don't know what to do. Um, I'll pass. <laughs> you'll you'll pass. You'll pass. Oh. Yeah, you know what? No, I'll uh, Nikithi will double move over to where Idis is, uh, that's play, and Idis is uh, very playfully playing with the dead as and uh, <laughs> he'll he'll congratulate her and um, uh, run a diagnostic on her, uh, making sure she's not injured, and uh, that, that's my turn. I've not attacked it yet, believe it or not,
3: <laughs> and yep. diagnostic comes out perfect. Turn five, win of the Hexen Way, Miles not doing so well. And HP damage, is that correct? Oh, yeah. This, this, uh, Aslanti, this, uh, pretty tall Aslanti, like a six-foot-three human soldier, he's got a, a knife, trying to knife-fight you. What you want to do? Uh, balk him. All right, well, let's let those dice do the talking, like they've been doing all night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are
5: you kidding me? It was at the twenty, and it rolled down to the two. Um, I, I, th- I think this game just hates large characters. I'm the new Tyler. This is the. I'm best. having an existential crisis right now.
3: We gotta, we gotta, we gotta save these dice rolls for posterity. I think, uh, people, advanced civilizations will look back on them and be like, "What went wrong? Where did human civilization okay. fail?" We
0: got, we gotta clear our right cash. Here. First oh, clear cash in season two. That's so not a thing. Do,
3: it. <laughs> um, do you, do you want to make a, a move action? <laughs> Robert, you can pull your attack. pistol now if you want.
2: Attack again. Or you can throw a get him out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll attack again.
3: Uh, no, you have to declare that before you attack. Nice try, Tyler. All right, so, All right so well, there's... you
5: know what? We have the magic of editing. I'm going to attack twice. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs>
3: No. Uh, uh, A full attack you have to declare beforehand. Full
5: attack attack is different. I will take a guarded step back. Oh, okay. Because see, magic of it is still within range to whack him. Yeah, well, Mm. uh, let's see what happens with Bumfuzzle
3: next. Alright, let's see. So, I'm gonna take the fact that this guy is still within reach of Win, and I'm going to uh, just run to the back, and as I go, I drop a bunch of ball bearings on the ground. Jeez, this okay. is like this is like <laughs> that's, that's, oh, this Home Alone. To, yeah, I'm trying to, to Home Alone this like, right I used up all my real good stuff, <laughs> all my good descriptions. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember when Kevin McAllister threw CDs at the wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just coffee, man. That might have um, been that might have been uh, Home Alone three. I didn't see that. Okay, before.
4: now okay, if. Go.
3: If you fail this, they will get an attack of opportunity, correct? Uh, oh, did this person pull out a melee weapon? Oh, yeah. they've got their yeah. their knife out too. Uh-oh. Oh, now now the dice rolls matter <laughs> well, before yeah. they did really. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let's do it. Yes! she's oh, Louise. <laughs> Come on. Yo. 32. Another 17 <laughs> on this trick. Attack. These are, I mean, the trick tacks have gone off without a hitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fuzzle is like the most master gadgeteer in the universe. <laughs> I've um, got that Kevin McAllister luck. <laughs> okay,
2: all well, those yeah. attacks.
3: Are and attacks. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna just uh, kind of come down at the calf with my survival knife. Uh, that's gonna be a 18 on the attack. Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> all righty, here comes some extra dice. <sighs> all right, seven points of damage. All right, First damage on this guy. And it is a massive bloody gash from a goblin sword. <laughs> uh, ouch. And that brings us to uh, Talara. To uh, we've got a, a fun new friend. Like we needed more combatants here. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently we do. Uh, a demon. So cute.
4: He's so uh, cute. All right. Pops yeah.
3: into existence.
4: Yeah. So the this teeny tiny little black demon um, pops up. Uh, where Talara can see him, but he has a lust for blood. And so he flies 30 <laughs> feet over here. I don't have a little token for this, so I don't know how to show this. But, um, okay, great. So he's going to uh, actually go here so that he's flanking with Bumfuzzle.
3: Uh, right, so moving on the, the opposite side of Bumfuzzle, right next to when When a tiny uh, demon flies right next to you. I don't know if you've ever seen this of Talara.
4: <laughs> Please don't smash it. Um, and uh, he's going to make a bite attack against the Asmonte.
3: I will drink some of that blood I opened up on that leg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gross. He's going to die. Guzzle. It's a demon Baskin Robbins, right? Do now. the do.
1: <laughs>
4: All right. Okay,
3: so
0: that's an 18. Yes. 18. (laughs) Hold me close, a tiny demon.
3: I'm pretty sure you meant to roll like a four or a two, somewhere in that range.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: You you
3: really messed up this attack. These are the rolls to which I have become accustomed. That is a hit.
4: Okay, so that's going to do, uh, let's see. Seven oh piercing gosh. damage. Right. No, it
3: can't be that high. Yeah, <laughs> it?
4: it's, yeah, it's 1d6 plus three piercing.
3: What did he roll on the damage dice? Seven damage? Is
4: Seven right? piercing damage,
3: yep. On d6? Yep. Um, the d6, the demon flies over and takes this thing's throat out. It tears the Aslanti's <laughs> throat out and begins feasting on its soul. It's <laughs> dead. It is yes. fully dead. <laughs> Dead as a dead as a darn doornail. Awesome. nail. We're out of combat. Yeah. How long does that tiny demon
4: last? Just one round. It's one round per level.
2: Oh, okay, so wow. that's why.
4: Yeah. because yeah. that's
2: that's all you needed one <laughs> round of murder. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> good lord. <sighs> oh,
3: okay, <Wow>. yeah, <laughs> and we're out of combat. The the demon flies back over, painted in in human blood, and then just kind of poofs in a puff of of smoke back to whatever um demon waiting room you've summoned it from <laughs> <laughs> oh geez louise yeah so you guys are out of combat and can catch your breath looking over these these dead bodies does anyone need a 10 minute break yeah uh, yeah, yeah a little bit you do. yeah your boy do <laughs> You guys, you guys took a little bit of damage, winning in a bump puzzle at the 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 front there. Yeah,
2: you know? Uh-huh. casting to Tim and a brick just to cool down because he didn't get to punch anything. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, these guys were were uh, ain't out of the way with rifles, just like uh, uh, you catching the butt of their guns, maybe a thick piece of their armor. Not a single one got through.
0: So the current kill tally: Nikithi one, Talara one,
3: Win one. <laughs> are, are, are we keeping a kill tally? Yeah, We're gonna keep yeah. kill this. This season is good. We're gonna have a kill count. Are, are you counting that uh, kill as yours for from your drone?
0: <laughs> oh no, I'll count it. That's a good point. I'll count it as Idis. Yeah. We'll do a kill count. We'll keep <laughs>
3: Idis's kill separate. Right. Yeah. So you guys can rest up. Win. Bumfuzzle the the rest of you if you want to take a look at their kit. Doesn't seem like they have anything in the way of. F- field provisions or anything to be out here for a long period of time. You, you find no rations, but you do find they're all wearing aslante armor, and now you can see it in, in better focus. Uh, like I said, it's covered in blood as it is, but it is an equivalent of Pact World heavy armor. Um, mm. In fact, it is equivalent of Troop Ceremonial Plate uh, from the CRB. Uh, You find amongst them, they have three Imperial pacification rifles, which uh, the equivalent of them in the pact are hunting rifles and 30 rounds of long arm ammunition. And they each have a survival knife as well. So this is heavy armor that they're wearing. Is anyone
5: looking for an upgrade immediately? I can't can't wear heavy armor quite yet, which is silly because I'm a freaking bear uh everyone knows bears nothing to do with love w- heavy armor I, with I understand armor. that I understand the rules I'm just saying bear will be able to put on heavy armor uh so yeah no, I can't I can't I can't take the armor yet <laughs> I was about to say you'd have to like cobble together all three of the armor into like a large yeah. bear oh yeah or least... that's also a problem with my character yeah. uh, got to find some store. Large, large armor I need um, to, go to a store where I'm gonna like the way I look <laughs> Does
3: anybody want to take the armor weapons with them, or are you just leaving them?
5: Mm.
3: Well, we
4: should I'll take stuff them. some in my backpack. Yeah, I'll take I'll take one of the
3: knives. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else want to equip something to your person? Or
2: I do not appear to require new armor, as they could not hit me. But we should take it to sell later, as Lantitech does fetch a higher price.
3: Yeah the ceremonial the uh, ceremonial troop plate armor is like three bulk each. That's pretty bulky. Mm-hmm. Um, but those rifles maybe maybe yeah
2: we can take the rifles how, how long yeah. would it take to destroy these armor for the sake of upbs
3: i mean you'd have to have some kind of um engineering lab uh, proper equipment in order to, to to break them down to uh to get anything salvageable out of them so it's, it's Take it or leave it as it was.
0: We'll take the knife. Let's take let's take all the knives, the hunting rifles and one set of armor
3: and leave okay. the other two sets. Okay, I mean yeah, these all. guys they're not going anywhere. So
2: we, should, I guess hide, that's we true. should hide them and we can get them on the way back to the yeah. ship.
3: Hide them hide them in the bushes. So uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. So Miles, you're taking uh one of those knives? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as, as you're stripping one of the, these corpses, <laughs> taking their armor off them uh, you notice something on their backs. Uh, Kaz, especially, as you're watching maybe when rip the armor off. It's a, a tattoo, and it reads in, in, in stylized Aslanti letters. Um, the initial is IVSD. Why does anyone that wants to uh, takes a peek at this, roll, roll me a culture check. See if you know what this is, what this means. Uh, right, so <laughs> Bumfuzzle is just like... The most well prepared for fighting Azlanti <laughs> here <laughs> maybe read up on the uh uh you know every data stream goblin can get his hands on before he came out here on this mission yeah. uh, uh Bumfuzzle and, and Kaz you both see see this tattoo maybe maybe share a glance over it and you both know uh, this this role maybe you've seen it on the battlefield before Kaz uh, or you've seen it in some some files uh, bumfuzzle from from Aslanti dead. Some of the few bodies they've recovered. But this tattoo marks this person, and you, you can check the other two there as well, members of the Imperial Vanguard Scout Corps, the IVSC. And Kaz, as, as you see this, and your, your memory flits back to it, of some Aslanti you fought in the past, you have flashes of a far-off battlefield that you can barely remember stealing armor off a Desazlanti, and you've seen this marking before. The IVSC is basically the army in training. Many Azlanti join it in order to serve required military time as part of the vanguard of of scouts, spies, and others that uh, they they use this as like a stepping stone to graduate into advanced war programs like the Espionage Academies or the illustrious Aeon Guard. But that is what you know of these these dead Islanti that you've killed.
2: They call themselves the Vanguard, but they are no such thing. It looks like our suspicions are confirmed. The Islanti are indeed here. What what could this
3: mean? And I look to somebody else who has more insight into I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, well, are are you uh, you and and Kaz sharing this with the other three? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Bun Bunfuzzle and Kaz maybe give each other a, a meaningful look and then. Yeah, I would I would share that out with the group. Uh, Keithy
0: comes over and he maybe uses his custom rig to snap a picture of the tattoo for later research. And uh, he he says, perhaps this is just a group that was sent out because our ship was detected by some sensor.
2: Perhaps, however, the the anti-air. Facilities that we saw as we came into the system prove otherwise. I would think that we are due for many more combat with vanguards such as these, as well as who knows what else. Perhaps they were but a scouting team. Yes, I agree. A scouting team doesn't have this kind of tech. Look at what landed in that, that clearing, that, that, that we were supposed to land our, sh- our own ship in to deposit these supplies. They They are here, and they are here in force.
0: Where I... I agree, Kaz, that they are here in force, but I think that's that force sent out a scouting team to investigate the surrounding
3: area. Precisely my point. It may be that they have not... Well, if we're still in the jammed signal zone, then maybe the others don't know we're here yet. Perhaps we should proceed cautiously and then take them by surprise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: I, I agree, and we should do so quickly. This missing troop will be noticed soon enough when they do not report
3: back. Whether you go forwards or backwards, I can tell you, on the experience total tracker, you're going forwards after this fight, having (laughs) made it out of uh, alive. Uh, Everyone that is alive, I think that's everyone, right? Uh, Is getting some XP. Mm -hmm. This fight, (laughs) this was a CR2 fight, this is a big one, which means you're all getting... Uh, as a party 600 xp and we are indeed dividing that four ways everyone getting that uh quarter share which means everyone's getting 150 xp is anyone keeping track do, do you need me to give you the the subtotal so far uh, the
0: subtotal the subtotal
3: is 450. Incorrect. 2400, right? 250 last episode, 150 this episode. I can do math. 400. Minus four points to Nikithi and plus (laughs) four points to Puzzle. I
0: wrote it down just because I did the math.
3: Whatever. (laughs) 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 Uh, Right, so... are you guys turning tail back to the ship? Pressing forward, right?
4: Yeah, I think we better press forward, but lay low. Uh,
0: uh, if anybody has a good survival, I think Nikithi would see if we couldn't um, track their tracks back to where they came from. Uh, yeah, I've got a
3: pretty good one. Believe it or not, I've got <laughs> good survival. <laughs> I've got a lot of skill ranks. Got <laughs> yeah,
5: thirteen on survival.
3: I will Let's assist. See.
2: I will assist with the survival check. Oh, Jesus. Never mind. Let's let's just let Bumfuzzle do everything. (laughs) I'll just handle the skill checks.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look like they were trying to really hide their tracks and kind of um, uh, following back the the direction they were going. It looks like a little circuitous route. They're trying to cover a lot of of this forest. But this route, uh, winding as it may be, uh, as you're following along, you can tell is heading in the direction you were heading, back perhaps to Maidalon's landing, the colony. Is this the kind of trek that a uh, that like uh, just sort of a generic scouting party like uh, kind of would do to cover a lot of area? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were looking for something out here. Maybe it was you, but it does seem like they weren't walking single file um, towards your ship. At the very least, it looks like they were they were out here indeed, uh, ranging or, or scouting something oh. or someone.
2: Do they have any communications equipment on their in their armor that we could salvage to to get access to any Islantic comms?
3: It, I mean, unfortunately, it looks like it might be coded, uh, either magically or genetically, <laughs> to their 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 person. Because you pick up their helmet and uh, you you can get basically nothing but the static burst of the the signal jammer. That's cool. We can just cut off their heads. <laughs> just care, just drop them the up head in there and like and like listen in close to it <laughs> uh no no it doesn't work like that okay <laughs> uh as you're you're marionetting one of their their dead heads through the, <laughs> through the jungle yeah what, uh, it seems like they walked through a clearing about 30 foot across Covered in thick, high grass, and while it doesn't impede your movement here, um, a- as you step through it, you can see these these very small rodents kind of darting between the blades and, and jumping into little dens, little burrows, uh, and that's what you see at the the very front of this party—a bumfuzzle.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: what, what would you like to do? Um, can I can I try to identify those? I mean, yes, yeah, some kind of rodent weevil some kind of uh creature uh it it is more than likely indigenous to this unknown colony world so not something that you've got access to i I, I would never have yeah i would never have uh uh, identified those before (laughs) they're like one eighth cr so we're not gonna worry about that yeah much (laughs) they have they have uh half a hit point (laughs) right but they're, they're they're scurrying away from us right like they're uh yeah, well, the the funny thing about that is, while they're doing so, uh, you suddenly hear nearby animal noises, obscured in the mist, the thick foliage uh, around you, but it, it's growing in in volume. And then there's a second animal voice off to the side. Then a third, kind of in a triangular formation, they
2: go.
3: To be continued next week on the show. Ah. Oh, what? <laughs> You've angered the Nakondians or whatever is coming out of the mist next week. <laughs> they, they didn't to, the long to be continued. That was me, guys. I, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, it's these animal hoots and hollers. They're coming for you. Probably. Next probably week. will. The way I've that been rolling, absolutely. Oh, boy. We're not too far into season two, and this has been probably the most ridiculous episode we've ever <laughs>
2: recorded. <laughs> episode. Good
3: Lord. Do you guys remember when Rebecca summoned a demon
1: <laughs> from <laughs> H-E-Double
3: Hockey Sticks, and it bit that guy's head off?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I guess I am used to summoning in, like, Pathfinder, and I was like, oh, it can't be that good. No, that demon <laughs> was horrific. <laughs> it, <laughs> that is <laughs> like the yeah i
0: wasn't expecting to see a plus five to attack and a plus three to damage i wasn't ready for that
3: <laughs> jabert did you do like 21 points of damage tonight yeah Am I, did <laughs> i keep that track correctly right uh i wasn't counting but it was somewhere around there it was oh my uh goodness i got i got a few good rolls got a few good rolls
2: oh the, o- <laughs> got the only good rolls tonight yeah you <laughs> rolled a
3: lot of 17th and eighteens. um This was a fun combat. I have been waiting to see how the six of you guys have interacted. Uh, We got to see starship combat last week. A full-on ground war with the soldiers this week. Mm -hmm. What's coming next week, guys? (laughs) Uh, I think we're going to have to fight these weevils. (laughs) <laughs> they come out in mass and right. form one super weevil
2: <laughs> <Kaz> caswell <laughs> yeah, it's called super weevil Kaz will punch something <laughs> in the face and mean it this <laughs> time if you, if you it, yeah if you said
0: there if you said this was long grass then it's got to be velociraptors just <laughs>
3: clever girl uh we won't have to wait too long because next week when we start the episode i love starting in combat um We'll get there, though. Uh, until then, let's wrap this one up. Thanks, everyone, for playing with me. Thank you, Thank Patrick. you. Oh, Patrick. Thank oh. you. And say, uh, we'll see you in the rest of season
5: two. Good night. Good
2: night. We'll see you in the rest of
5: season two. Good night.
2: 12, oh, oh, oh. Space Beam.